JB? How's it going, Holt Smash? It's going pretty good. Yo, yo, yo. Sounds like y'all try to start the official Week 9 preview podcast without your host. How dare you? What are you going to do about it? Yeah, we're just one step ahead of you, Alex. Man. Uh, well, that's funny you mentioned that because me and Holt were one step ahead of you on our first take, and I was trying to figure out what you were doing. I thought you were practicing your singing voice for, for a second, but I guess you were just having trouble figuring out this technology thing. Yeah, I guess I'm just not as technologically savvy as you, Al. I guess not. This is the official Week 9 preview podcast where we're pretty much – I mean, the season's pretty much over at this point, I guess. Um Unfortunately for us, but lucky for you all, we did not win the Mega Millions jackpot. So we are not on a beach somewhere. We're here in three separate cities podcasting for all of you, our fans, all 45 of our listeners. So we're, we're doing big things right now instead of uh, winning the lottery and going to the beach. Oh, if you we talked about this a lot. If we if what we would do if we won the Mega Millions. Holt, would you still podcast if you won the Mega Millions? If you won $1.6 billion slash $800 million after taxes? Oh, yeah. I'd podcast like crazy. Yeah, I would probably turn it up more. I would probably like hire some like tech guy to figure out how to advance us past an app on our phone. Yeah, like I would just do all the talking. I'd, I'd like hire someone to do all the tech stuff, all the marketing stuff and all that. I'd just show up and talk and try to make as many people as possible listen to whatever I have to say. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder how far you could really push it if you had enough money for it. I mean, I guess you would. At some point, like, people start listening to you because you just keep paying more and more money for it. That's right. Yeah. The Dodgers just lost. How sad is that? I'm so heartbroken. Oh, God, yeah. Poor Dodgers, man. Are y'all actually – like, who do y'all want to win out of Red Sox Dodgers? I guess Boston. Easily Boston. Yeah, Red Sox. Yeah. Why do y'all hate the Dodgers so much? Oh, no. I, just hate the, I just hate the franchise, hate their fair-weather fan base. I uh, hate how they have – you know, a lot of the players on the team, like I can't sell – I can't stand Puig. hate his attitude. Yeah. You hate I, just, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I just don't like the Dodgers, like, overall. For some reason, I've just always hated them. Yeah. Unfortunately, the uh, World Series isn't getting as much attention as you would think. Um, Thursday Night Football is probably bigger than the World Series. Uh, so it's kind of – that works but that's that's where we are in america today um week nine preview so before we even get into the games this week let's talk about storylines around the country um before you even get to college you can talk about um former Ole miss quarterback chad slash swag swag kelly got arrested in colorado for trespassing did y'all hear about this i did yeah He's now been kicked off his high school team, his college team, and his NFL team. That's pretty that, crazy. Yeah, that's that must the, be the first. Yeah, I think that is a first, isn't it? So it's going, going for the triple crown. It's the, the common take that I've heard throughout. I thought like I was going to be original when I, when I first – well, I wanted to copy one one radio guy I heard say that, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to use that for my podcast, but I guess everybody's been saying that today. But yeah, it it's is been pretty, all over Twitter. It's been pretty amazing that – it's pretty amazing when you think about it, somebody that – I mean, the fact that he got kicked off three teams, that's that's kind of crazy in itself. But what's even crazier is the fact that he keeps getting another chance to play at a higher level because he's so good. And I don't know how good y'all thought he was, but I thought he had a lot of talent whenever he was at Ole Miss. I mean, he was, he was a good quarterback for uh, Hugh Freeze and like that system, but he also has a good arm. And it's just – if he actually had the work ethic and um, 
a brain to like not not do stupid stuff, he would uh, he would go a lot further. I mean, he he got upgraded from third string to second string, or at least got passing the lunch kicks off the Broncos. So it's just it's crazy what he kind of threw away now. Yeah, that Broncos quarterback situation. Golly, man. Paxton Lynch and Chad Kelly. All they have now is glorified game manager Case Keenum. Pretty sad situation. And then, Another, of course, they struck out on Osweiler, too. So, yeah. Well, you know, he's supposed to start for the Dolphins now because Tannenhill is injured. Yeah, he is. That's what's crazy to me. He's he's horrible. He's the worst. But, um, yeah, so did y'all hear the, the full story? I just heard – what I heard today, I'll tell you what I heard, and you tell me, you tell me what y'all have heard that, that's – more detail than I've heard. What I heard on the radio today was that the the Broncos had a party, as in Von Miller had a party. That I guess I don't know if he's hosting or what, but he invited everybody, and Chad Kelly got, got there, and I guess he got too drunk where he actually got kicked out of the party and then was at somebody else's place, and then I guess he got too drunk there, and then he got kicked out there, but he tried to go back in. That's, that's where the lines get blurry for me. I just heard he got kicked out of a party and he was trying to go back in, and he was too drunk. Did y'all hear that? Yeah, I heard about well, that. I heard. Oh, so one at a time, one at a time. Yeah, well, Alex, you got to lead one of us in. You can't just ask an open-ended question. Go ahead, Holt. I you. mean, you just got to – I don't know, man. I mean, you're right, – like, well, I'm trying to bear with you here, but, I mean, it's just getting tough out here, Alex. Well, we, yeah, we don't have our $1.6 billion yet. <laughs> we don't have our $1.6 billion, so we can't have, have those education classes. Yeah. Well, from what I heard, he, like, broke into some lady's house and, like, tried to pass out on her couch, but I don't know if that's true or not. That's just what I heard, and I don't really <laughs> – I don't really. Uh, so <laughs> he like, probably. Hey, I, I need a place to crash. You, that's your. I know who voice his voice that is, JB. That's you need to get your voice straight. That's not. The, that's not the Swag Kelly voice. No, no, it's not. I'm just doing a drunk voice. He um he was probably trying to tell him about his college glory days. Maybe his high school glory days. I don't know. Uh, could you imagine if you go back to Ole Miss when he was there? I think he was there the same time Marshall Henderson was there, and to me, they're kind of like the same exact person. Yes, no. Yeah. Both, sure. both makers, not great. But they, and they kind of look alike to me. I mean, Marshall Henderson has crazier eyes than Spike Kelly, but. Marshall same. Henderson looks like the kid from Toy Story, Sid. Really? When in the first one? In the first Toy Story? Yeah, Sid, the, the, the bad kid in Toy yeah, Story, yeah. the first one. Yeah. The one that wants to blow up Woody. So I don't, I, I, I'm guessing that's the end of the the road for Spike Kelly, but he could, he could get another chance and hope, probably get kicked off that team, too. Yeah, I mean, he's a super talented dude. Like, I mean, he was like he was poised to uh, take over the starting position for the quarterback position in Denver before the season was over. He just completely threw that away. Yeah, but he can still get a chance. It's just it's crazy. I mean, it's it's kind of sad when you think about it. But I mean, it it's is. Also, it's also not sad because he's he's had every opportunity, so he just kind of threw it away himself. But. It is like Bronco fans were getting restless over it. Like they were ready for Chad Kelly to start and. It was looking like he was going to get the start soon because he did come in uh, the game by this past Sunday and play a little bit. So it's unfortunate situation for the Broncos. Sucks for Chad Kelly. But as talented as he is, I think he probably will get another chance. Storyline number two, Holt. Are they going to free my guy Devin White for the game Saturday in two weeks, I guess, or a week, a week and a half now? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think they want to set a precedent for overturning those calls. Um you know, even though it definitely sh- it shouldn't have been targeting, in my opinion, but um, I just don't think they're going to overturn it because they're going to be like, you know, if they do it for this case, then every single time people are going to be freaking out. You're and saying- they're going to be like, well, you did it for Devin White, but you're not doing it for this guy. Like, are you biased towards LSU? Like, what's up? 
you're saying the SEC is going to drive all the way all around Birmingham, ignore all those billboards that they put up for free Devin White. Yeah, I think I think they're probably going to notice them, but I don't think it's going to change their opinion. JB, how cool would it be if they actually overturned Devin White's first half suspension because of these billboards that started because I think it started in a message message board and they just started a GoFundMe for billboards in Birmingham where the SEC headquarters are to free Devin White for, or I guess, relieve his suspension for the big Alabama game coming up in a week. I mean, yeah, it'd be cool, but you just know how the SEC is. Like, they're going to hold firm on it. And, you know, it's just such bullshit. Like, this is why I keep saying we got to change this targeting rule. Like, it's com- it's completely ruining it. Like, I mean, I understand that you're trying to protect some of these players, but, like, you're drawing a line here. Like, what's a hit and what's not a hit? I mean, it's just – it's retarded. It's, re- it's a ridiculous rule. I hate it. I hate the fact that a player has to miss the first half of the next game, especially with that, that hit that Devin White had. It wasn't even a t- – targeting rule or targeting foul in my opinion like it wasn't that hard of a hit and it's just unfortunate because it happens right before LSU's biggest game of the season too and them being their best player and defensive leader just all around bullshit all around bullshit um I would agree I would be scared for the first guy that Devin White's gonna hit coming at coming back in the second half against Alabama even though it is Alabama uh you know he's gonna take it's gonna be I don't know if anyone's gonna be watching and he might be over by the time he gets in Oh, I hope not. I don't. I hope not. That's we'll, we'll preview that in a week. We can't. We can't talk too much about that. But I hope. I hope there is somebody in the SEC that can challenge Alabama, and this looks like a good chance with LSU being at LSU and a great defense to stop Tua. But we will see, and we'll talk about that in a week. But we'll we'll see. Um, yeah, but I hope they I hope they free him. But don't think it's gonna happen. We'll see. Um, other storylines. Um, JB, how many undefeated teams are there in the country? I believe there are four. Name them. correct. Uh, we've got Notre Dame, Alabama, okay. Clemson, and UCF. And by God, UCF needs to fucking lose already. God damn it. You sound like an egotistical Power 5 fan slash SEC fan. Because UCF is not as good as these Power 5 teams. I'm tired of them. Hey. Like they, they win so many close games against shitty teams. I'm tired of them. Like, I'm tired of their fans. I'm tired of that program. They need to go ahead and lose, and then they can just go away. Did their athletic director do them any favors hold by having that long Twitter post? He, I think he came out and talked to, I guess, um, refuted or argued against the college game day uh, crew who said something negative towards Central Florida and their, their winning streak, as in, like, they don't really consider it a legitimate winning streak. Uh, I don't think so. Um, I don't think it really makes a difference one way or the other. I don't think it really matters what they do. They're not going to be in the playoff. They can complain all they want. They can post whatever they want on Twitter. They can claim themselves national champs as much as they want. But at the end of the day, it's not going to happen. They're not going to make it in no matter what they do. And, I mean, no offense, Alex, but if your best win is Memphis, then I don't think you really have room to uh, to talk about being up with the best teams in the country. By the end of the year, they should, if they go undefeated, they'll beat South Florida, um, Cincinnati, and then Houston. Or, uh, yeah, I guess it would be Houston, whoever represents them and rep- or plays the, the other side of the division for the conference championship, um, which they're not bad teams. They're all – Cincinnati was ranked. They were undefeated until they lost, and then uh, South Florida still ranked. Yeah. Well, everybody um, was undefeated until they lost, Alex. No, thanks. Thanks. But um, – 
if you're a Central Florida fan, I think you actually love it um, that your athletic director is going to bat for you. So it's it's I can see how they're annoying, uh, but I can see why that athletic director is doing it, um, even if he doesn't really believe they're the best team in the country. Uh, I mean, I, from his perspective, yeah, I definitely understand it. But at the same time, like it's just it's it's one of those things where it's like it's not going to change. So like why like why do we have to keep hearing about it? Like he can post it every once and they can complain all they want, but I don't understand why ESPN has to give him the time of day and talk, keep talking about him and bringing light to you know bringing light to them when there's other teams out there that are playing really tough schedules and grinding through and you know that deserve that kind of attention. You know what I mean? It I think is. it's and then you know you see you hear uh, UCF fans. Are, uh, there's a little rumor going on through social media that some UCF fans or a huge swath of them are going to crash college game day this weekend in Jacksonville. Have you heard about that? Um, I have not. You told me that earlier, and I, I didn't hear about that until you said that. That wouldn't surprise me, though. Um, I, <laughs> I understand how it looks stupid from the outside, but one thing I would argue is that the athletic director is actually doing a great job, even though it doesn't make sense because they're probably not the best team. Uh, if they played Alabama, they'd probably get killed. They're probably not the best team, but I think it's really – it makes a lot of sense from his perspective, from a Central Florida perspective, because all the extra recognition and attention you get as branding yourself as national champions, as undefeated and getting a chance, like you get all this extra airtime on ESPN now because they the AD came out and made this huge Twitter tweet. Yeah. Well, that's why he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't even know if he believes it. I just think he's smart in doing this and creating more attention. It's kind of like when Lane Kiffin took over Tennessee or even when he's Alabama, but really more when he's at Tennessee. And he said – what did he say, JB? It was something about, like, there's no such thing as bad press. And he just – he did – he did said so much crazy stuff just to get on ESPN or – He, he oh, still yeah, does. Like, he still yeah. does. Like, Lane Kiffin is a firm believer as long as you're in the news, it is good news. Yeah, and I think I think it's kind of smart. Um, by the way, um, I'm very disappointed in Lane Kiffin's performance, FAU's performance this year. I was really hoping they'd be like a top 25 team and one of the best group of five teams, but they lost, I think, three games. I think they're four and three and lost a couple of conference games. So I'm not uh, not too thrilled with the performance. I was hoping Lane Kiffin could go like 11 and one this year and lose to lose only to Oklahoma and then uh, get out of there and go to the SEC team. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon now. But no, but I mean, you know, they, they lost, uh, you know, their okay. offensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, Browse. What's his first name? I don't know. Art Browse's son or whoever it was. Yeah. Ah, crap. Kendall. They, they lost Kendall Browse to Houston. And I think that's been a huge hit. Obviously they hired like a, you know, 12 year old offensive coordinator to replace him. And... <laughs> it's, I think it's Charlie Weiss's son. Yeah, it is. That's funny. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't want to be – I would if I was him, I would want to, like, change my last name just because Charlie Weiss – unfortunately, Charlie Weiss has a bad um, bad name in college. Well, I guess yeah. he's – But I feel like coaching-wise, like, it's still, like, it's good to have that recognition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at least have that someone. You, you come, yeah. You come from, like, a football family and, like, a coaching family, stuff like that. I feel like stuff like that carries a lot of weight. So, getting to the games this week, the biggest SEC game this week is Florida-Georgia, the – um, big rivalry in Jacksonville, the world's largest cocktail party. Is that right, JB? Outdoor right? cocktail yep. party. Yep, the uh, world's just... largest outdoor cocktail party. Yeah, I wasn't born in Tennessee. I've just been halfway trying to adopt it over the years, so I don't know everything word for word like y'all do. But that's a big game, obviously, probably the biggest game of the week. Um, non-conference game, which funny thing about that uh, Florida-Georgia game this this week is that 
uh, College Game Day has decided to be there in addition to SEC Nation. So you have two different ESPN crews, I guess SEC Network and then ESPN crews at the same location the same week. And I don't know how close they're going to be to each other or if they're just going to combine them all into one. How is it going to work? I don't know how that's going to look. Where, where would have you all? You haven't. I guess you've been to Jacksonville Hole, but you don't necessarily know the setup for that game and how where they would be in two separate locations. Well, there's. I mean, there's like a gigantic parking lot. Um, so I mean, I don't know if they're going to be using that like all for parking, so it's going to be off limits or what. But there's. I mean, there's like a huge. It's like a huge like sporting. Uh, I don't even know what the word is for, but they got the the football stadium then they got uh the, there's a minor league baseball stadium that shares a parking lot with it and it's just like a whole huge like area of just like you know sporting events going on <laughs> i guess down there so there's i mean it's a ton of open space there's a lot of stuff going on so i think they'll be able to i don't think they're going to be set up like right next to each other or with like their backs to each other or anything like that i think they're going to figure something out i think it's just you know the sec nation crew is probably going to have like two people there and game day is going to have all the fans yeah i wonder if they'll i guess they'll stop flying the washington state flag or i wonder if they'll still keep doing that no they'll probably still keep doing it yeah um yeah it should be it should be a good game i'm assuming that that i mean i don't i haven't looked it up but i'm assuming that's the same stadium as the jaguar stadium that they're playing at um i just assumed that it was yeah. but yeah it i is. don't it is jb would know the, the details of course you you should ask me this yeah, sorry. So, I mean, I don't know why they would play in a different stadium, yeah. but I'm just like I said, I'm not like super familiar with Jacksonville. I've just been there a couple times, actually, pretty recently. And the Jaguar Stadium, I assume, is the one that they played in, but I didn't know for sure. Thanks, JB. Y'all are going to be a little disappointed, but um, but y'all also don't care either way. Um, I'm probably going to go out to a bar to watch this game because this this week. There are some good games, but it's kind of a lighter week in my mind in terms of big games, and um, that definitely is the biggest game of the day. The, the only bad thing is that Iowa Penn State game is the same time, so I don't. I think a bar could show that, but the bar I'm going to is going to be like so big on Georgia, so I don't know if they would actually show it. So I'm, that's the only thing I might be this disappointed about, but I'm still kind of excited to go to a big. Is it going to be a Georgia bar? Or just like a random bar, or what do we? No, it's here? definitely it's definitely a Georgia bar. Um, it's I'm trying to think if you've been to it. You've you've probably been to it. It's if you you are familiar, both of you are familiar with Johnny's and and Buckhead, um, and the Waffle House. Actually, that's what you're even more familiar with the Waffle House right there. It's the bar right next to the Waffle House. Is it like the house. like the Ivy or something yeah, or something the like Ivy. that? The Ivy. Yeah. Very. Cool. Very cool bar, um, very uh, pretentious, and very, very SEC bar, and very big on Georgia. So. I thought you were about to say expensive, knowing you, but um, it is it is kind of expensive. I'm I'm gonna try to pregame pregame pretty hard, or or not drink too much while I'm there. Um, it's they used to have they used to have good deals uh, like that for St. Patrick's Day. They had like all you can drink um, from like a certain like four or five hours. You all you can drink for like twenty dollars, so it was a pretty good deal to me. It was just it was cheap beer. It was green beer, but it was still all you can drink for 20, which is a pretty good deal to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Dave, I don't know if the green beer really tastes any different from the normal beer. It doesn't. It just seems weird to be drinking <laughs> green beer, you know, even though it tastes the same, it's just, I can't imagine consuming green beer. The only problem it's with like that eating is green eggs. Did it, did it make you pee green, Alex? No, no, but um, <laughs> I, I did, I did hold my tongue out a couple of times to make sure my tongue was green and it was nice, but nice. Uh, it's fun. And, 
by the way, that they're, they're I mean, it's getting close to Halloween. I don't know if you, you, uh, you fellows that are dressing up for Halloween or participating in Halloween this year. Um, I'm sure I, you're participating, Alex. For, we know well, uh, it's, it's funny you say that, Alex. Um, if I can say real quick. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, one of our most loyal followers is turning uh, 50 years old on Halloween. The so, Godfather B-Rad? So we're gonna, I'm going to be uh, – hopefully I'm going to be able to make it up to Chicago for, uh, for his 50th birthday party slash Halloween party, but I don't know what I'm going to dress up as. Halloween is on Wednesday. Is it actually on the thirty? Yeah, it's it's on it's on Wednesday. Yeah, man. Okay, so you're you'd be flying up Tuesday or Wednesday morning. Yeah, I haven't really decided yet. That's that's what I'm worried about. So I, I want to get back uh, Thursday. So I don't I, know. I love and hate dressing up for Halloween because it like takes so much effort and it's like such for such a short yeah. period of time. But it's also kind of fun to see what everybody dresses up as. Besides, yeah. like, uh, well, the reason you should, the reason you would hate it, Alex, is because these costumes get a little expensive and I know how you are with your money. Yeah. You can, you can do some homemade costumes. I think this year my costume <laughs> is less than less than Alex is just going to go to the thrift store and find yeah. something. I, yeah, I did. I did do that. I did or like that. leave the, or leave the tags on and then return it the next day. I did. I did that for another costume actually, but uh, the costume <laughs> this year is a little bit, a little bit thrown together and it, but it is, um, it was less than fifty dollars, which seems crazy for y'all, but that's actually probably not too bad in terms of most costumes. Yeah. I love dressing up for Halloween because uh, you can be as slutty as you want. No one can say anything. Yeah, dude, you just—I mean, you can almost like show your titties, man. It's not a big deal. It's like accepted. It's finally, finally, we get, yeah. we get to, we get to have. No, a- I don't have to worry about anyone calling me trashy or a whore or anything like that. I can just go all out. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're just used to all the stairs by now, anyway. awkward silence yeah yeah no. i was actually taking a sip of water when you said that so. <laughs> probably best anyway. you didn't say that whole i think i think i nailed it pretty well for all of us anyway good um good game on saturday before georgia other other big games on conference mentioned iowa penn state probably the second biggest game uh you could also argue washington state stanford is a big game um, with Stanford actually being the, I mean, they're, they're favored, but they're ranked 24th compared to Washington state at 14 and coming off that big win against Oregon. Um, I'm excited for Washington state to compete in the pac 12. Um, let's see other games, low key games. Um, but not located me is the South Florida Houston game. Houston six and one South Florida is undefeated at seven. I think Houston is better than South Florida and they are favored by seven and a half points. So this should be a good game. It's going to be on ABC slash ESPN2 at 3.30. So I guess there are three big games at 3.30 now that I'm looking at it. Um, and then uh, App State and Georgia Southern play tomorrow night as in Thursday night at 7.30. App State's 5-1. and one. They almost beat Penn State this year. They're now 25th in the country. And uh, Georgia Southern 6-1. and one. So it's a big robbery game, and it should be a good game. Um, let me ask JB real quick. JB, also on Thursday night is Baylor and West Virginia. DYK, did you know – who the leading receiver for Baylor is? It's not Jalen Hurd, is it? It is Jalen Hurd, so you can't say it like a question like that. <laughs> it is Jalen Hurd. Well, it good is. for him. You know, good for him. <laughs> it is, in fact, Jalen Hurd. Jalen Hurd has 622 yards, three three touchdowns for Baylor, who I I don't know. I'm confused about Baylor in general now because it's um, Matt Rule, who's – the coach now and they you know Baylor historically has been a high powered offense but Matt Rule is a defensive guy so I don't know how their offense looks now especially since I just don't watch them in general I don't know the same offense it's pretty much the same offense they ran under Art Art Bryles 
pass heavy. Yeah. I kind of want to see Jalen Hurd do good, even though um, he kind of quit on Tennessee and just kind of sounds like a head case, right, JB, from what you've, what you've read? I mean, yeah, he quit on Tennessee, but hindsight 2020, uh, he quit on Butch Jones, too. Butch Jones pretty much lied to him and, and you know, made him all kinds of promises that he couldn't keep. And I guess Jalen Hurd, you know, just fed up with it. So, you know, I'm not, I don't have any ill will against Jalen Hurd. I mean, switching wide receiver, going to school like Baylor, he's able to show it right now. And he might have an outside shot, you know, at least he'll be able to uh, go to, to uh, you know, NFL draft workouts next spring and maybe have an outside shot even if he doesn't get drafted. You know, at least he's getting a chance to further his career. It'll be uh, pretty interesting if he can uh, maybe have a big game in the uh, Liberty Bowl this year and their win over Tennessee. <laughs> That's what we're all waiting for, isn't it? <laughs> you know he would show out for that. Oh, yeah, you know. Like, if, if Tennessee and Baylor play, man, that would be fun. But yeah, hey, yeah. Could, what, what if we had a uh, Tennessee Memphis Liberty Bowl? Actually, that's not happening. But it could, I guess. Um, yeah, because it would have to be the best AAC team, so that's not going to happen um, for Memphis. But um, yeah, good shout out to Jalen Hurd for being the leading receiver at um, Baylor. He's a fifth year now, right? Fifth year senior? Uh, yeah, he's a fifth year senior. Yeah. Um, so non-conference games, do you want to get into any of these games in more detail? Uh, we talk about Washington state Stanford. Um, I guess this would be good offense versus good defense, right? Holt? Yeah. I mean, Stanford's been playing really ugly lately, but their defense has been pretty good. And, um, obviously Washington state's coming off a huge win with, uh, my boy Gardner Minshew shout out to him. And, uh, oh, tell me, tell me what's going on with Bryce Love. Why is he not like trying to win the high? He's, his, yeah, he's having some ankle problems again for the second year in a row. It's just kind of tough to, tough to see. You hate it for him. He's such a talented player. And, you know, it's just a shame. It really is. Like, you hate to see injuries like that. And you just can't get healthy. And it just seems like as soon as he breaks off like one big run, he has to like come out of the game and like they have to like retape it. And he's limping all over the sideline and stuff. So it's just. I don't know. It's been frustrating, and you know, you just feel for him, and you feel for Stanford fans too, and all that. But you know, he is a student at Stanford, and I think he's like pre-med or something. He's going to be like a some kind of do something in the medical field. I don't know what. So even if he doesn't make it in the NFL, I think I think he'll be all right. Probably, probably, I would guess a doctor. But anytime you go to Stanford, you're I mean, you're you're kind of set up for life after sports. Football, basketball, yeah. baseball, track, whatever you want to do, um, you're set up pretty well with the Stanford degree. So um, I'm not feeling too bad for him. I'm still feeling bad that we didn't win the lottery. Did y'all play for the lottery? Play for the lottery? I completely forgot. And I know tonight is the Powerball, and I think the drawing's already been made. Well, well hopefully no one be- wins, so then yeah. I can get another shot. You know, the Powerball was up at $1.6 billion and then they reset it. When they reset it, it was back to $40 million. And it seems like it's such a small amount, but $40 million is still a shit ton of money. It would be, you know, a little bit over $20 million after taxes. That's still a shit ton of money. Well, I thought that wasn't that the uh, – that was, that was a different one that was up to $1.6 billion. The Powerball, I think, is up to $600 million or, Yeah, or yeah. Six. It's the Mega Millions is what I'm referring to. Yeah, Mega Millions. Yeah, yeah. But um, – Twenty million is still enough to change your life where you wouldn't have to work, and we could actually uh, podcast for decent, decent quality. Get like a private jet and just fly to the biggest college games every week. We could, yeah, oh, yeah. we could, we could fly we to like an eleven a.m. game somewhere, and then like leave straight from there and like make it somewhere else for like a six o'clock game. Yeah, we'd be buying a studio. I mean, we'd be you know buying studio space, and we'd have our own little studio to do this every time. 
I was gonna say we could we could just like compete with game day and just go head to head with them. <laughs> go, to, go to the biggest <laughs> games we want to. Just, <laughs> just have, have like fireworks and just like give out like free like free food and beer and everything and just like everyone comes to our thing instead of theirs because we spend like way more money than they do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and we'll just continue to blow yeah. money for these. Just be like like don't even make money. Just like <laughs> just spend so much money that like they just can't compete with it like at all. Yeah, free beer, and then they, and then they try to like sue us. For what? taking away the fans from behind their backdrop, who who would be our who would be our hot girl reporter to take away from ESPN? Because we have to one up them. Uh, we no, would dude, take we, away, we, we would take away we gotta, No, I was about to say we got to do the ultimate power move and go rehire uh, Kaylee Hartung from CNN or wherever she's working now. Yeah, she's a CNN. And she, I mean, like we just asked her what she's making, which like, all right, we'll triple it, no big deal. <laughs> or we can go hire Casey Smith from Barstool. We should honestly, we should honestly just not even settle for one. We should get like two or three different hot girls and just have them all up there. So like you'd have free beer, hot girls, and like barbecue or free food that we're giving out too. So like yeah. uh, at that point, they would have to listen to us a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. I guess- I, I, I'm just picturing JB now with like the headgear. Be perfect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just picture how awkward we would be in general on the on the set. <laughs> we'd be rich dude we wouldn't even care anymore like we we have so much money like we just wouldn't even care yeah but i guess at this point we're we're talking about more than one in 40 million we're we're gonna have to talk about more than that because i feel like we're 40 million is not enough for us now we gotta we gotta wait a couple weeks to get a little bigger no man we're just gonna play the stock market and get rich real quick hell yeah you damn right all the stock market has been kind of crazy this week uh and this month it's perfect time to buy right amen amen buy low sell high you got it you got it you got it um all right so Although their non-conference games can go suck the SEC's dick because SEC still has better games this week. Even outside the Florida-Georgia game, we got Texas A&M and Mississippi State, which Mississippi State's favorite hole, so don't know how comfortable you feel with that uh, line. With Texas A&M number 16 in the country at Mississippi State, um, are you comfortable with this? Would you rather them be not favored? No, I don't think it really matters. I think it just goes to show, like, how much Mississippi State's underachieved this year. Like, I mean, they really do have a good team. And it's just, I think Vegas and, you know, like whatever you call them, like the sharp, the sharp betters or whatever, all think that Mississippi State's a better team than they've shown. And, you know, they're eventually going to break through. But it really, I think it's just kind of a testament to Mississippi State being like a good team. And plus, they play so much better at home. Like I know they didn't really play great in the Florida game, but they they played so much better at home than they have on the road. They've been an absolute disaster on the road this year, so they're back at home this week, and they got the Cowbells, and you know A and M has been good but not great. Um, you know, obviously they had the close loss to Clemson again. They probably should have won. They got handled by Alabama just like everybody else. But uh, they you... went to overtime with Kentucky, and then they, you know kind of struggled against South Carolina, like gave up a big lead. So, I don't know. Hold, are you 100% going to this game and tailgating for it? I am 100% going to this game and I'm 100% tailgating for it. And I'm 100% not feeling great about the outcome of the game. Yeah. Um, what What do you think the – oh, yeah, you said your friends set up – like they, they don't set up a tailgate. They pay for the expensive – Yeah, they do like the Southern tradition things where like you just – they already have the tent, set, the tent and the spot set up, and you just show up, and the TV's already running and everything, and you got the tables and chairs and everything. And we uh, got a getting a tray from Zaxby's because we don't feel like cooking. 
because uh, I don't think any of our girlfriends are going to be there. So yeah, we have to. We have to. We're going to be on our own this this time. <laughs> no, no Bojangles. Bojangles does cater now. They don't have it down there, Alex. Oh, my bad. Sore spot. My bad. Used to back in the day. Yeah, actually, um, flashback, flashback Friday. You were you were in school, and me and um, me and my 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 BFF went to go see you um, that weekend, and it was uh, Mississippi State LSU game at at Mississippi State almost. So you were at the game, and me and me and my homie got there during the game. So we just we posted up in Bojangles and got we got Bojangles and then we we had the game was on TV at Bojangles. So we we're just hanging out Bojangles. I'm pretty sure everybody else is at the game in the whole town. And me and me and my homie were at Bojangles just posting up, watching the game, eating some Bojangles chicken, and they we just kept talking. Yeah. About funny. I, I'm pretty sure that was the game where Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry had like 500 receiving yards combined yeah, and like it, four touchdowns. It definitely was, and in fact, I don't I don't know how you feel about this, but I thought in college that Jarvis Landry was better than OBJ. Um, I just remember him killing it in that game, and like Mississippi State not being able to stop them at all. Yeah, it was that like that game was just absolutely brutal. Like it was, it was pretty close actually for the first three quarters. State was keeping up. That was one of Dak's first starts, and uh, he played pretty well and kept Mississippi State in the game. But like Mississippi State just had no answer for those LSU receivers. And yeah, I mean Landry was definitely the guy in college. Um, he was more like the the first down, like over the middle guy. And Beckham was more like a big play, like punt returner type guy. But they, they both torched Mississippi State that day. And that was just – man, that was a tough game to watch. And uh, Jeremy Hill actually had a, a big run in that game too. He had like a big 75-yard touchdown run. Yeah, so, those, uh, those were some punts. It's just, just some typical LSU just having way better players in Mississippi State game. Some fun LSU teams to watch. Uh, or at least that, that game, that team was really fun to watch. Another, we talked about receivers. LSU's had a lot of good receivers. Um, but one that didn't come out was uh, Malachi Dupree. And I remember how excited I was for him to, like, just kill. Because I think he was a really good receiver. He had a lot of potential. He just – he didn't have anybody throwing the ball to him. I think that was the problem for Moses. Yeah, well, he hasn't really done anything in the NFL, has he? I don't even know if he's – I'm sure he's playing in the NFL, but I don't even know anything about him now. Yeah, he's probably on a roster somewhere, but I don't think he's – yeah, I don't think he's playing a lot. Yeah. But the AM Mississippi State game should be good. We'll talk a little bit more in, in a little bit about that. Some of these lines don't make sense this week. That Mississippi State line is a little a little funny to me. What's really funny is this uh Kentucky Missouri line. Kentucky's six and one. I mean they're playing at Missouri, but Missouri's favored by seven. That just seems yeah. a little off to like me. Like the number twelve team in the country is uh an touchdown underdog against an unranked team that has what, like three or four losses already? Yeah, three losses. Yeah, it just doesn't make much sense. But yeah. um, I'm still. Well, you should bet on it, Alex. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I, if I bet on it, like I feel like I'm there's something that somebody's not telling me about this game. Like everybody. Else yeah, knows. that's what I'm saying. That, that that makes me want to pick Missouri. Actually, the fact like when I saw <laughs> this line, I was like, oh, I gotta pick Missouri for sure. Yeah. Um, which a game that I'm actually probably low-key excited about that not too many people are excited about is this uh, Vanderbilt-Arkansas game because for weeks, ever since we started the power rankings, we've had Vanderbilt-Arkansas the last two teams. Um, well, I guess we had Tennessee at one point, 13 or something like that. But we had Vanderbilt-Arkansas 13 and 14. So, um, and both Vanderbilt, well, Arkansas fans, I don't really know if we have any Vanderbilt fans in the real world that talk about football. There are some, I guess, but not as many. Um, but Arkansas fans always argue about them being better than Vanderbilt. And I think they, they could have a point 
But the good thing is we get to prove this. Um, JB, how's this game going to go? Uh, it's going to be kind of ugly, in my opinion. Uh, I, I actually think that this is going to be a, a good chance for Arkansas to pick up an, another victory this year. I actually think, when looking at the schedule, this is probably their last chance at a victory this year. If they lose this one, they're going to finish out 2-10. and 10. With this game being in Fayetteville, uh, they got a great shot. Arkansas. How, how, far, how far has Arkansas fallen to where they're an underdog at home to Vanderbilt? And not even yeah. like not even like Vanderbilt with like Jay Cutler or like James Franklin, but like a really bad Vanderbilt team. They're a underdog at home. It's like, only one and a half points though. Well yeah, but still like it's still an underdog. Yeah, I mean yeah. Arkansas probably in their mind should never be anywhere close to competing with Vanderbilt. Like Vanderbilt should, I guess the around Vanderbilt should never be competing with Arkansas and according to Arkansas fans, I would think that's how they would see it. Um what um what was I gonna say? Arkansas fans man, I forgot what I was gonna say now. Let's gonna talk about Arkansas for a second. Um yeah, this this game well, we'll see. We'll see how it's going to play out. Um, well, you can see the improvement, I think, in Arkansas from week to week. But um, Vanderbilt, it's like I don't necessarily see improvement. I just see them being very close to winning a game, but not winning a game. They almost they held Kentucky very close, and they almost beat Notre Dame. And I'll just keep talking about that for each week until they finally win another game. But I don't know what it's going to be, but it could be this game against Arkansas. We'll see. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just not sure about this game. I'm excited though. It's 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 a noon kickoff Eastern time, so um, I'm not sure um, if this one y'all will be watching, but this one I will be watching. Um, other games: Kentucky, Missouri, seven point Missouri line. Um, JB, why is Kentucky still not getting love? I don't know. Like, I just feel they're, they're like kind of like the Rodney Dangerfield in the SEC this year. Like, they get absolutely no respect. And they don't get respect from you two either because I had them higher in our power rankings going into this week. And you two are the ones that kind of overruled me. And a lot of the fans, a lot of Kentucky fans were mad that they were below Florida in the power rankings. I still had Kentucky above Florida. So I think Kentucky is still a top five team in the conference, even though, you know, I guess they kind of have plateaued a little bit. They're still a really uh, good team in my opinion. And I like them a lot. I'm still on the uh, Kentucky train. Yeah, I think I, – I was actually thinking about this the other day because they're the number 12 in the country. I think that's a little inflated. I think where they'll end up in the year, I think they'll lose – I mean, they're actually – yeah, I don't think they'll lose to Missouri. I guess they don't really play any other teams because who they, who they play now? They play Louisville. And... Well, the next three – like the next three games for Kentucky, I mean, yeah, they're all, uh, I would say, winnable, but they're all losable too. Like they're not – because uh, – Earlier in the season, like the Tennessee game, playing at Tennessee looked like a sure win. The way Tennessee's played the last few weeks uh, may not be a sure win playing that game in Knoxville. That might be a game that Tennessee needs to try to make it to a bowl. And then Kentucky also has to play uh, – well, actually, actually, no. The next three weeks are really the ones that are going to define the season for them because they close their season against Middle Tennessee and Louisville. So, I mean, those are both going to be definite wins. So, you can easily uh, see a four and one finish here for Kentucky. I think at least three and two for them. Ten and two, yeah. But I think like Kentucky's true ranking is, um, I don't think they're a top fifteen team. I think they're probably a fringe top twenty team if I had to guess. But they they could finish ten and two, like you're saying, and be set up for a good bowl game and see how they do there. But 
Um, I mean, it actually, it'll it'll be a good Kentucky Georgia game, especially if Georgia wins this game. Uh, it is. I mean, I, I think nine. I think nine and three is probable for Kentucky at this point. I think that's actually the floor. I think. I think ten two. I mean, I guess eleven one is the ceiling, but um, I think uh, ten and two, nine and three is probably where they're going to finish up. You know, we were we were definitely wrong about Kentucky this year. Um, what I was going to say though earlier is that we weren't wrong about Arkansas. We we talked about how far fall, fall, Arkansas has fallen this year, but um, if you do listen to our preview for the season uh, for Arkansas, we did not think they were going to be great. So I am kind of proud of our all of us for collectively saying Arkansas was going to suck this year. So good, good job. We, we miss a lot of other ones. We miss Kentucky. Um, we've missed Mississippi state. And um, what else did we miss? We missed Florida probably. LSU. LSU definitely. Yeah. LSU is a big one. Um, but we, we got, we got Arkansas right. And nobody can take that from us. Uh, I guess we might've gotten Missouri wrong, or at least you did hold so far. Um, yeah, we'll still turn around, but that's all. That's all because Drew Locke decides decided this year that he didn't want to be a first round draft pick. Yeah, he decided he was just going to coast and kind of like me, like my senior year in college, where I was just like, the classes that I'm going to get that are really easy, I'm going to ace and get A's in, and then the classes that are really hard, I'm just going to like coast through and just like get like a D plus. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't see. You can't even say C's to get degrees then if you get D plus. Um, I guess still passing them. But uh, this Kentucky-Missouri game, um, how do you see it playing out? You know, it's it's tough. Like, uh, going into the season, um, back to our previews, um, I said that this game was going to be between a team that really overachieved and surprised a lot of people and, uh, a, t- and a kind of a trap game, um, which I think it is. Uh, I think <laughs> – I think I was right in saying that this was going to be a trap game for a team that's overachieved and surprised a lot of people. So uh, I'm going to take that and uh, roll with it. And I think the the problem with me with Kentucky, and I mean, it's not a secret, and I'm not like the only person saying this by any means, but like their passing game is just like non-existent. They completed three passes against Vanderbilt, and that's just not going to get done. I, I don't. I'm not saying that uh, you know Missouri is going to put up a ton of points in this game. But I think that Drew Locke can definitely put up enough points and, um, you know, for Kentucky to have to do more than just throw the ball nine times in a game. I mean, they're going to force Kentucky to score in this game, and I don't know if they're going to be able to. And obviously it's on the road. And Kentucky's got a big game with Georgia coming up next week that everyone's been talking about, but no one's really been talking about the Missouri game. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. And, uh, you know, my – my new boy on Missouri's offense is uh, Larry Roundtree the third. Had another huge game last week. Um, he had like 150 rushing yards on like nine carries or something stupid like that. So, it's, just a, it's a really good player. And Missouri's been able to run the ball on everyone they've played this year, except for Alabama. So, which I mean that's not unusual. So, uh, you know, I, I mean honestly, you asked me how I see this game playing out, and I mean the truth is like I could see this game going like a million different ways, like. I mean, I, I could honestly picture a scenario where, like, Kentucky blows this game, like, blows out Missouri or Missouri blows out Kentucky or it's a close game either way. Like, honestly, I could see all those things happen. But you're still betting on Missouri because it doesn't it doesn't look right and you just want to trust smart money. Yeah, so, something's up. Something's up with that game. That makes me want to. 
you know, Kentucky wins a lot of their games, but to me, they're never really super exciting to watch. It just it just kind of seems like the game drags on, and there's not too much excitement. I mean, my best by design because they just play good defense and they don't really have good quarterback play. I mean, Benny Snell is exciting or can be, but um, to me, they're just not super exciting to watch. But maybe y'all disagree if you like more defense. I guess I do like defense, but. Um, yeah, doesn't doesn't look super exciting. And Kentucky's defense doesn't really get a lot of love, but they've been playing really well this year. Yeah, they have. They have. Um, Jay Josh G- Allen, the defensive end, um, had a, another big game last week. He's having a huge year. The, 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 the so, call, uh, Cash Allen, I give him some. Do what? Who's, who's Cash Allen? Is there is there a guy named Cash Allen? Am I getting this wrong? I have no idea. There's a guy named Cash on their team. I swear to God, or maybe that's his Twitter name. Alex, you, you lost me. I, I don't know. Cash Daniel. You suck a dick. It's Cash Daniel. All right. I don't know why you're telling me it's suck a dick because I don't know, like, some dude named Cash Daniel. That's well, just Alex. Like seems kind of seems kind of inappropriate to just he likes to, he likes randomly to tell, tell someone to, to, well, he's like, to go he's... perform sexual acts on <laughs> someone just because I didn't know what you were talking about. He, he, Cash <laughs> Daniel is verified on Twitter. How dare you not know him? Yeah, I was okay. a little offended here. He's... He's in his little PC mode right now. Would you like to eat eat a vagina? Is that more suitable? I mean, it depends on whose it is. Lindsay Payless. End of end of comment. Why would you want to do that for there? For there, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to. I mean, you could, but like you'd rather do something with the titties. That's like where where the, yeah. the money is. What I'd really like to do is something with this Mississippi State Texas A&M game. Oh, let's let's talk about some Mississippi State Texas A&M game if you want to talk about it. Will who? What's going to be the higher number for this game? Uh, Fitzgerald's number of completed passes or the number of beers you drink on Saturday? Um, <laughs> I feel pretty safe in saying I'm going to drink more beers on Saturday than Fitzgerald's going to complete passes mm-hmm. because I would say. It's a 6 p.m. game, so, like, just before the game alone, like, we'll probably get out there around, like, 11. I'd probably say, like, I mean, one an hour would be, like, very conservative. So, that would put me at, what, like, 7? If you get there. That'd be be very conservative. So, I'd probably say more, like, 12. So what, so what I'm thinking, maybe like around 12. Are we counting just before the game or after the game too? Because if it's after the game, then it's not even close. No, we'll, if we'll it's, make, if we'll it's make before it, we'll the game. Fight. We'll make it a fair fight. We'll say before the game. Yeah, I'd say probably around 12. Fitzgerald completes 12 passes. I'm not sure. I, I think I'd still – I think I'd take the under on that. When you're drinking that slow, do you feel it? Even though it's 12. 12 is a lot, but would you feel it a little bit? So, like, the way it is for me, like, when I drink beer is, like – I'll drink like one or two, maybe like halfway through the first or halfway through the second beer or towards the end of the second beer is when I'll start to feel it. And then after like the third or fourth one, I like don't feel anything anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I can feel beer if I drink it really fast, but otherwise I just get like a nice little, but yeah, I think, I think I agree with you. Sometimes when I drink not a lot, not a lot, like if I just drink two beers, I'm like, Hey, I got a little buzz. It's kind of nice. But if I drink like four or five, um, in a sitting, like I just don't feel it as much. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not uh, too sure about that, but that's how it goes sometimes. I'm sure someone will want to shotgun one, like, right before we go in, and then, you know, maybe there'll be some liquor somewhere. I don't know. Well, Speaking the- of uh, 
what you're talking about a minute ago with Lindsay Palos, but go ahead. Will there be good pregame beer or like shitty pregame beer? Are you gonna drink Yingling? Nah, I didn't. Miller uh, Miller Light probably. Okay, all right. It's usually the go-to. This game hole. So Fitzgerald is going going to complete less passes than the number of beers you're going to drink before the game. Got it. A and M has good offense. Mississippi State has a good defense. How is this clash going to work out? Say it again. I said. Mississippi State has good good defense, and Texas A&M has a good offense. So how's this? Well, Texas A&M's offense really hasn't been like that good. Kellamont's been good. Trayvon Williams has been good. Yeah, but like the, the well, you didn't even mention their best player. Trayvon Williams, I mentioned him. No, I'm talking about the tight end Sternberger. He's their, he's been their best player. Debatable, Jamie. Who's their best player? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I don't really. Jamie, you know what we're talking about? <laughs> Jamie has not been listening. Per huge. Jamie's over texting on his phone or doing something else. <laughs> uh, I'm actually watching the Grizzlies and Kings right now. The Grizzlies kind of pissing me off. Um, that's, well, I think that's a, I think this that's is a good uh, some great analysis we got going that's, right now. That's a good, that's a good excuse, Alex. But uh, yeah, what, what was the team again? Nah, Jeb, you're, you're fired. We're, 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 we're... <laughs> God dang! As soon as you, as soon as you guess, as soon as you start saying "shoot," like you were trying to think about what we were saying, like I knew you didn't listen to the word we said. <laughs> you're like, "Shoot, that's a good question, Al." I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it should be it should be a good matchup. This is a game that Mississippi State's defense really dominated last year, and. uh you know, obviously, it's totally different this year with Jimbo Fisher. There's a lot more, like, you know, two tight end sets and pro style instead of, like, you know, the four and five wide receivers that someone would do. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a, a good matchup. Um, Mississippi State's defense has been pretty much lights out all year. The only issue with Mississippi State's defense has been they haven't been able to force a lot of turnovers. And um, that's something that they're going to look to do going forward more of. Um so, yeah, I mean, it should be a really good matchup. Obviously, Travion Williams is one of the, you know, better players in the SEC, and Kellen Mond has um, had a few really big games. But uh, they haven't put up, like, a ton of points. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, they haven't had, you know, games where they come out and just scored a ton. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens on Saturday. Full full pack tiles at Davis Way, correct? Yeah, and uh, one more thing about that is, I mean, the weakness of Texas A&M's offense is the offensive line, and obviously Mississippi State's defensive line is really good. So, you know, that, that's kind of one of those things where if you if they can't block, then it's going to be a long day for them. But uh, at the same time, they're going to get a lot of chances because, you know, Mississippi State's offense has been struggling. So they're not going to have to do too, too much. I think they're going to come out and play it kind of conservative and try to protect the ball. And their punter um, actually – has been doing really well this year too. So maybe they're thinking that they can flip the field and play the field position battle. So I don't expect too, it, it to be too exciting of a game plan for Texas A&M. I think they're going to keep it pretty conservative and uh, on the road and try to avoid uh, any turnovers to give Mississippi State a short field. So the punter is an impact player for Texas A&M. Is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. Maybe they should punt like on third down since he's so good. Like just go ahead and just... yeah. Get it, get it, get it. I know, I know. A lot of Mississippi State fans have been saying that they should just punt on first down every time because <laughs> they just they like interception or turnover somehow. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, last week like LSU obviously had four turnovers and one of them set up to like their only touchdown, and 
they just had like great field position the whole game. And it was just like, if we could just not turn the ball over, we actually would probably keep this game closer. How how fun is state Twitter during a game? It's so much fun. Like, I, I love it. Like, honestly, even like when they're losing, like, obviously it sucks that they're losing, but Twitter is just so much fun during college football in general, especially in Mississippi State, just because like, obviously a lot of my friends are active as well. And I always wonder what it's like for someone who follows me who, like, doesn't follow anyone else Mystery State related because they probably just think I'm a psycho. <laughs> now you're like, bad. When, uh, when people are tweeting stuff, like, it's just, like, you know, it's just, like, my whole timeline just fills up of, you know, just crazy emotions. And it's just part of the, one of the things I love about college football is, um, you know, being able to get on Twitter real quick, like, during the commercial breaks and stuff and just seeing, like, everything people are saying about the game. Just uh, it's all part of the experience. You had the semi-viral egg ball tweet a few years ago, right? Uh, which one? I had a few of them. Oh man, well tell me your best one because I think I remember which one I'm thinking of, but like I, maybe it doesn't. doesn't I don't know. I think I had one where I, one of them said like, like Ole Miss less than sign Nickelback or something like that. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Is that the one you're thinking of? No, no. I was thinking. I I swear it was like something about like. A short bus and like either miss you were making fun of Mississippi State world bus. I forgot which one is. Like, oh no, I was making fun of Mississippi State that day. I because that was like one of the years where states like couldn't kick a field goal, like save their life. And I said something about like Mississippi State special teams, and then like I posted a picture of a short bus. Yeah, so good, good Twitter was, times. Good Twitter times. It's pretty great. That was the long time ago though. That was when I was still in school. I think we we go back. We go back in the day. Uh, probably first ten followers was one of you. Was you probably? Um, JB, you out there still? You still alive? I'm still alive here. Just a little frustrated that I'm alive. Yeah, I know. I know. I I didn't. I don't have league pass, so I can't watch the Grizzlies game. But I saw that they were up by like 15 at one point, and now they're down by 10. Looks like eight with about eight. two minutes left. Yeah, so it's not gonna happen. But hey, this is a rebuilding year anyway. So we got to talk about SEC football. Jamie, Tennessee's playing South Carolina this week. Is uh, are you nervous with Keller, Keller Chris leading the way? Or I guess are you a better way of asking that is are you optimistic that Keller Chris can lead the way against South Carolina this week? Yeah, I'm highly optimistic. Uh, highly, I'm okay. actually, yeah. I'm, I'm, it doesn't really matter to me between Chris or Garantano. I think they kind of figured things out with the passing game. I don't think it matters who's throwing. Keller Chris is showing he's got the proven arm that he can make all the throws too and and make the good decisions. So I'm I'm very optimistic about uh, Tennessee season the rest of the way. I know one of their players, I think Kyle Phillips, said that they think they can win out. I don't see that happening. But I do think uh, it's highly possible they can finish out 3-2 and two and make it to a bowl at 6-6. Six and six. I think South Carolina is one of the best 3-3 three and three teams. I don't, think, I don't think they're a great team, but I think they, they compete week in and week out. They're and... not. I mean, I mean they're, not, they're not a great team, but, you know, they're just a decent 3-3 three and three team. But for uh, both of these schools, like, yeah, South Carolina can't lose this one because if they lose this one, I mean, yeah, it's – looking really bad for this season and for Muschamp. For Tennessee's uh, side, if they win this game, they're in great shape to make a total because that means after they beat Charlotte the following week, they'd have five wins. They'd only have to win one of their last three. So, yeah, it's it's definitely kind of a swing game for both teams as we head into the home stretch. During during the Butch Jones era, I, I think I remember that South Carolina was like the win that saved – Butch Jones every single year, or the Tennessee team every single year, like it got everybody hope again because South Carolina was a lot better. I think it was when Spurrier was there. Yeah, that was 2014 when they had the escape against South Carolina. Uh, 2013, uh, Butch Jones got a signature victory that year against number seven South Carolina. And then I think what was it, 2015? Tennessee had to beat South Carolina on a uh, on a fumble. 
to win the game. And then, of course, 2016 was the uh, – that's what ruined Tennessee season that year, too, when they lost 2016, or at least that's what was the start of the downward trend for the Bush Jones era. Kind of a pivotal game, you could say. It was. The game I'm sorry, I, I do – I'm sorry. I had to step away for a second. Did you guys uh, mention that Wilmar Shims never lost to Tennessee yet? Um, no, he has never lost to Tennessee as a coach at Florida or South Carolina. Cool. I just wanted to point that out. Ooh. Carry on. Ooh. Do you think, do you think trends are forever, Holt? Patterns are forever? Yeah, every trend ever <laughs> will never end. Okay. Trends are forever. That's, that's, the one, that's the one certainty I, I know of. That's what I'm saying. I think at one point, a saving assistant's going to beat saving, but I don't know. You're... No, no. It's a trend that's never going to happen. <laughs> what makes me mad about that whole stat that's always thrown out there is, is that they all, all the coaches suck. <laughs> yeah, well, well yeah, I guess, yeah, all the saving assistants coach, saving assistants aren't great, except for Kirby Smart's good. But um, what I would say is that um, they throw that stat out like it's like a anomaly, but like everybody loses to Alabama and Saban. So it's not like the coaches that didn't coach under Saban are that much better against Saban. It's just they, they're they're not – nobody wins against Alabama. So it's not really a, like an insightful stat, I would say. Right. But um, that's what I'm upset about. But Mushroom could lose to Tennessee at one point is all I'm saying. Um, I don't think. It's oh yeah, like I think he's. I think he's going to lose to Tennessee eventually. Like that luck's going to run out at some point. Yeah. Oh, what what matchup with this game are you most excited about? Tennessee, South Carolina. Um, are you excited for South Carolina's offense with Bentley throwing the ball to Debo? Debo? Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I mean, honestly, to me, the question is how is Tennessee is Tennessee going to be able to move the ball in South Carolina? Um, obviously they've moved the ball through the air pretty well two weeks in a row against two pretty good, two really good defenses. So it'll be interesting if they can keep that up against South Carolina this week. And um, that's something I'm kind of looking for. Um, or does Muschamp have something to, to get them, you know, a little uncomfortable in the passing game. And, um, but the, either way, this should be a really good game. I think this may be actually the most exciting, uh, game this weekend. I think, I think this has a chance to be, a really great game, and um, obviously both teams really need this win. So, and well, must champ, you know, trends are forever. So that's that's my yeah. code. I live forever. JB, how hyped does South Carolina get for Tennessee? Do they consider this like a true rivalry game. Yeah, I think South Carolina like gets more hyped for it than Tennessee does. At least you know the fan bases do. But I mean, it's a it's a very pivotal game for South Carolina. Like they can't really afford to lose this one. Like they still can have a chance at having a great season, but it starts with this game this weekend for them. Like they cannot afford to lose this one, especially coming off a bye in which they lost a really close one at home two weeks ago to Texas A and M. Let's get to the exciting picks of the week. Um, could one of you re- please remind me who is leading this year the picks? win-loss record, like, head-to-head between y'all two? JB, do you know? Uh, Holt, I think you have a <laughs> two-game lead on me. Yeah, uh, no, you I think it's three. Or maybe it's a three. God, uh, I, three. I caught myself there. It is three. Shit. He <laughs> <laughs> tried to sneak one over on me. JB, what, uh, what game was Holt supposed to eat a bucket of KFC? There wasn't a game. It was... 
just like the entire season, I thought, wasn't it? Or is it the, or is our bet? Oh no no no! Paul's starting to laugh on me. Our our bet is that uh, I have to buy him central if I lose. He has to buy no, me no, central. No no no! That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about in the preseason. Yeah. We made a bet, and I was hoping that you guys forgot about it. Oh, which but game is it? it God. Oh my God! Did I did I win this bet? Did I win it? No, it hasn't happened yet. Oh, which game? It's is this it? weekend. It's the Tennessee South Carolina game. Is it really? What was yeah. the bet for this? The bet was, I said that if South Carolina lost to Tennessee, I would eat a bu- bucket of KFC chicken. Oh, okay. because in the because ten- because Tennessee had they played like Georgia, Auburn, and Alabama like all in a row, and then South Carolina was coming off a bye, and uh, that's I just, right I, because well, you saw, like, the, the gauntlet. Because this this yeah. was on, it was on the South Carolina preview because I felt bad because I picked them to lose like all their big games before that I picked them to lose to like Georgia Missouri and Kentucky and like I had and South Carolina you know was if you guys remember was getting a lot of hype in the preseason and I was like well I promise I'm picking them to win this game like I'm so certain they're gonna win this game because Tennessee's got like all these tough games in a row and it's gonna be the end of a stretch and uh, South Carolina's gonna be coming off a bye and they're gonna be pissed off and. They're at home and all that stuff. So, that's so uh, that's the deal. That's so funny because I wasn't. I, I really didn't remember which game it was. I just coincidentally remembered it right before we talked about this game. So there we go. So yeah, Holt has to really root for South Carolina this weekend because Holt, Holt. If you don't know Holt, he absolutely hates KFC chicken. He will. It's trash. He will not like eating a bucket of fried chicken from KFC. That's and believe good. me, like we will have him eat a bucket of fried chicken this Sunday. If this actually happens, as long as we don't have to eat any meat, we can get other food too. I don't want to eat. Yeah, like like me and you, Alex, we'll get raising canes. And we'll watch out. <laughs> we'll watch out. We'll watch Alex eat a bucket of KFC chicken. Yeah, that's right, Alex. I have to eat KFC too. What? Why am I getting this? I don't get. <laughs> I think I think Jamie just misspoke. I think he meant to say Holt. Yeah, probably. Jamie's having a motherfucking moment. Probably. Um, all right, so we'll we'll get to picks real quick and get get us out of here for the night. Um, let's start off with non-conference. Is that okay with you fellas? Let's go ahead. Yeah, non-conference. All right, we're we're actually gonna make some we're gonna make some headway and some we're gonna split off with y'all two this week because I feel like y'all aren't gonna agree with a lot of these picks. So let's start off with some more non-conference games that are questionable. We'll start with number twenty-five, App State at Georgia Southern. JB. Let's go with App State. Holt. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go to the App State also. Um, even though their running back got hurt, and they're on the road, aren't they? Isn't yeah. it at Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. So. Trap State. I'm, yeah, it's gonna be tough, but uh, I think App State's gonna pull it out. Let's go Iowa at Penn State. Holt. Oh man, it's a tough one. Uh, I gotta go with Penn State. They're at home. They've been playing a little, not quite as good the last few weeks, and Iowa's been killing folks. But I'm gonna have to go with Penn State and my boy Trace McSorley. JB, Iowa Hawkeyes. There you go. There's the first different pick. All right. There's a separation <laughs> game. Washington State at Stanford. JB. Let's go with Stanford. Holt. Yeah, I was gonna go with Stanford too. Um, okay. Just that a huge emotional win last week for Washington State. <laughs> uh, playing a really physical team. Um, I just I think Stanford's gonna get the win at home. Last non-conference game, NC State at Syracuse Holt. 
Wow, are we really picking this game? Would well, this would is you tough. would you well yeah it's a close game it's a good game to pick. I know, but I just uh, I just don't really I don't have a feel for either one of these teams. But uh, I'm gonna have to go with Syracuse. I think NC State got their heart broken last week, and I think they're probably overlooking this game a little bit. Syracuse is low key, not terrible this year, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Syracuse. That'd be good offense. I know that. Uh, JB, I'm going with Syracuse in this one too. Actually, no, 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 no. Switch my pick. No, it's too late, man. It's too late. You already picked. No, no, no. Dude, I'm not losing our freaking bet because of this freaking game. (laughs) I'm going. I'm gonna go with NC. I'm gonna go with NC State. I'll just give it. You know, I think I'm gonna go with NC State too. I'm gonna change the line. Dang. Okay, I'm gonna go Syracuse. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really do want Syracuse though. If I have to pick a side, it's gonna be Syracuse. All right, NC State for me. Fuck you, JB. All right, we'll switch over to the SEC games. These games are – unfortunately, these are toss-ups, too, or exciting um, for the picks. These are going to be toss-ups, too. Uh, let's start with the noon game. Vanderbilt at Arkansas, JB. Razorbacks, let's go Arkansas. Hold. Yeah, I'm also going to go Arkansas. I think uh, they're going to get the run game going this week. Vanderbilt has been just underwhelming, and I'm kind of upset about it, but it is what it is, and they're going to lose on the road this week. Robbery game, Florida at – not Florida at Georgia, but Florida and Georgia at Jacksonville. Hope. Yeah, I got to go with Georgia here. I think it's going to be a really close game. Should be really exciting. I think it's going to come down to Georgia's offense on first down. Um, I just think this game's really going to come down to uh, whether or not Georgia can stay out of third and long. And if they're able to get in positive yards on first down, I think they're going to be able to do that. But if they do get third and long, and Grantham's dialing up those blitzes. I think Jake Fromm's going to be in a lot of trouble. Also, it would be interesting to see if Jace, uh, Justin Fields gets some playing time this week. Um, that being said, if Georgia can get their offense going, I think this is a – but if they can't, then I think it's going to be a really close, low-scoring game, and I think it's I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to be a really close, fun game. JB. But I'm taking Georgia. JB. All right. Florida's yep. defense – is slightly better than Georgia's de- – or Florida's defense is slightly better than Georgia's defense. But Georgia's offense is light years ahead of Florida's offense. The biggest key in this game is going to be how many points does Georgia's offense score and can Grantham's defense keep Georgia under 20 points. If they can keep Georgia under 20 points, Florida has a fighting chance. If they don't – I think if Georgia scores more than 20, it's easily a Georgia win. With that being said, go dogs. Going to go with Georgia. I'm going to tell all your Tennessee fans on Ball Nation that you say go dogs. It's better yeah. than go Gators, I'm sure. Well, uh, yeah, I guess either way. I mean, they're, I mean, they're both they're both highly hated. Yeah. It doesn't really uh, matter. Holt, if Florida wins this game, will should Dan Mullen be the coach of the year? Um, I I think so probably. Um, I was I was trying to think of like who else. And that's to see you is up there. I mean, you could. I mean, it depends on how the season ends for Kentucky because I think if Kentucky goes like ten and two or eleven and one this year, it has to be Mark Stoops. But if Kentucky loses to Missouri and then they lose to Georgia next week, then yeah, I mean, I think you think you probably would have to go with Dan Mullen. Huh. That, would, that one would sting a little bit. That one would sting a little bit. Although, what would happen at that point is Dan Mullen would get like a huge raise, and then he wouldn't he wouldn't coach to that contract. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, no, they'd lose by like fifty to Alabama in the SEC 
championship game, then they lose their bowl game, and then they'd go like seven and five next year. Yeah, but then when the, the year after that, year three, when their expectations are low, that's when he'll go like one nine or ten games. Like, oh man, he's a good coach again. I got you. Yeah, I got you, Mississippi State fan. And then then flirt with the NFL and get like a huge contract extension. Honestly, maybe that's why we're missing out. We need to get Jimmy Sexton as our agents. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, all right, so both Georgia, Kentucky at Missouri. Uh, going with Missouri here. Um, I think they pull the upset. I mean, I guess it's not an upset because they're favored, but the fact that like, I wasn't really sure who I was going to pick in this game until I saw the line. And once I saw the line, I was like, oh, something's up. i got to pick Missouri here. <laughs> JB. Uh, see, this is kind of a hard one here. Um, That's what she said. I don't want to go. I don't really want to go with Missouri here. I, yeah, I'm going to have to. Uh, JB, spit it out, man. I know, I know, I know. This this is really a hard. This one is here. why you need to make your picks before the show because yeah, you can't just I mean, be like I'm picking saying, opposite like, every time. I'm just saying this is a hard one. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kentucky. Let's go. With, let's go with the Cats. See, this one's not hard for me. I, I would pick Kentucky easily in this one, not have too, too much trouble sleeping. It either. is, but I mean, Missouri is at home. Uh, they're coming off a, a victory last week. Get a, a, I don't know if I call it a big victory, but I mean, it definitely was a, a momentum victory and a confidence booster. But I'm gonna have to go with Kentucky. Texas A&M at Mississippi State. JB. Giggum. I'm going to pick A&M. Holt. Uh, there's just no way in hell I could pick Mississippi State with the way they've been playing lately. i got to go with A&M as much as I hate it. Oh, man. Man, man, man. Can't believe it. All right. No faith. Tennessee at South Carolina. Holt. South Carolina. I'm not eating that KFC, bro. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah, that would suck if you picked Tennessee now. Um, JB. I'm going to go with the Vols because I want to see uh, Holdy some of the KFC. So, go Vols, baby. We could we could do like a um, a hedge your bet hold. Like if you could you could change your mind and say Tennessee's going now and you'd only have to eat like two pieces of chicken. Yeah, I'm not eating KFC no matter what. <laughs> all right, all right. Two pieces of the same thing. All right, I got you. So, suck on. All right, that, that wraps up our picks. So, let's um, – I guess I should be rooting for Tennessee because I kind of want to see Holdy eat some KFC, too, and be there for it. Yeah. Him. Worst case, uh, if Holt doesn't agree to eat a bucket, we might just buy him, like, a $5 fill-up. We'll do something like that. But the good thing is, like, I'm the I'm the innocent bystander. And, Jeff, you, you'll, get, you'll get free food out of this, if, uh, or you'll, you'll have to pay for Holt's food if, since he, or if South Carolina wins. No, I'm not going to pay him for his food. Like, he's going to have to buy it. That we won't make him buy a bucket. We'll just so this is, this, this is why this is bullshit, yeah. all right? Because, first of all, <laughs> when this happened – Okay, I said, like, that I would do it. And then JB, like, said he was going to do something if Tennessee lost, but he never said what it was. I don't so, remember ever hedging a bet on this game. Cause oh, yeah, season, no, you I don't remember fucking shit now. Because I did not pick Tennessee to lose to uh, win this game in the preseason. I never gave no, Tennessee you, a chance no, at this game. All right, well, you know what? We're going to go back and freaking listen to it because I still have it saved. So. Well, yeah. I have a save, too, so I'm pretty sure I did not give Tennessee a chance in this game. But, I mean, in fairness, you can't. No, but you said that if Tennessee won, you were going to do something. I'm saying. But you I never said probably, what it I was. Think it was like, I think it was in, the, like, the miraculous way if Tennessee did win. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I don't know what I could have said. I mean, we can go back and listen to it. Maybe our fans. Well, no, that's what, what I'm saying, said. JB, is you didn't say anything. You said you were going to do something, but you never said what it was. Well, you know, well, maybe we'll, we'll just leave this to our fans. You know, our fans can tell us what we said. Because I don't remember shit. No, JB, I told you what you said. What did I say? You said that you were going to do something. 
But, but you I never didn't said say what, what I was going to. Uh, okay, well, obviously, since I didn't say what that thing is, uh, it's pretty much all a moot point. Here's the deal. I'm gonna settle this. All right. In fairness, to whole JB, you have to give up something if if Tennessee loses here. So whole whole will eat the KFC if, if Tennessee wins. If if uh, South Carolina loses and Tennessee wins, you're gonna have to do something. I think you should buy whole lunch. I think that's fair, and that's not you eating KFC. Although you you would enjoy the KFC. <laughs> I mean, I, I can eat KFC. I mean, it's not my favorite, but I'll eat it. I'm not like whole where it's like it will kill me if I eat it. No, no, actually, no, no, no. Oh, JB, you'll you'll eat Waffle House. That's what you'll do. I had to eat it a few weeks ago, so I've already had enough, enough Waffle House for another few years. Oh, okay. Well, then in that case, then it's fine. Just forget about it. <laughs> yeah, JB. Yeah, like this is. <laughs> JB, I don't think you understand how this works. <laughs> yeah, JB. God dang. Like, no, I don't, I don't want to leave the bet that way. It doesn't work for me. Sorry. <laughs> it's only going to be for whole. You know, I'm not participating. No. Yeah. Not. Okay. Sure. <laughs> no. JB, you said this, you were going to is... do something. You just never, like, came up with something for you to do. Well, so this, you, is, this, this is... podcast is not ending until you decide what it is. Well, Files. Well, okay. Well, I'm about to duck on out here because I, I don't have anything for you. <laughs> are, we just gonna, are we just going to sit here and, uh, like play hardball here, like at the end of a national anthem in a MLB game, where you have a player from each team stand out there. All right, well, I don't have the energy for this anymore. Um, this will end it, but all, all our all our fans now see what kind of a person JB is. Yeah, it's about time. No, I only took twenty podcasts. God, I, I feel I feel bad for the people who actually sat through this hour and thirteen minutes and ongoing. Well, we'll figure it out. I mean, if you can't pay attention, then how can we expect someone else to pay attention? True that. We will recap this wonderful week of football on Sunday in a few days. Hopefully by then, we will have some things figured out internally. No more drama and everything will be all good. Until then, we will see you all later. Peace.